All right, welcome back to This Is Our Year, the Minnesota Vikings podcast. It's Mikey Kalpikoff, got Austin Southers, and Kerry Armagost with me once again for the start of this new season. We are now just days away from seeing the Vikings in action at home week one against the Packers, second time that we have ever opened the, se- the season this way. Are you guys pumped? Oh. I could not be more pumped. Yeah. I- I'm jacked. It's going to be a great start to the season. I I agree. Uh, can't wait to see our boys in purple back yeah. out on that field. Kind of hard to believe that about the whole like home opener thing against the Packers. That's kind of hard to believe. Yeah, I know, right? Like you would think that maybe it would have happened more than twice in history. And not only that, it, the last time it happened was in 2020. Whoa. So that was wow. the first time. Yeah, 2020 was the first time that the Vikings had ever hosted the Packers week one. Wow. And this is the second time. Crazy, right? Yeah, we've been around for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but now it's, uh, it's looking like it's going to be a hit. And honestly, I kind of like that. I like the way that is. Uh, I think that gives the Vikings actually a pretty decent chance I think this week, just because, you know, it might take a little bit of time for Aaron Rodgers and that ragtag wide receiving core to kind of get into their rhythm. Who really knows, though? I mean, and speaking of, I saw Alan Lazard is on the injury report. He was limited or out in practice. Yeah. 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 I I saw that as well, which I mean, that's that's kind of huge because a lot of these other guys, I mean, he's got Randall Cobb. But who does he really have any rapport with? Aaron Rodgers, that is. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's going to be super interesting. I'm excited to see, you know, Zadarius Smith and Daniil Hunter get at him. That's probably something I'm most excited for this week. Mm-hmm. I think that new that new look defense, it's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's. I'm, if I had to say the thing I'm most excited for, it would be to see literally any Vikings starter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's a, uh, I don't know. I think it's going to be uh, a really, really exciting week one. I'm not exactly sure what the outcome is going to be because you never know against the Packers. You just hope that you can get a win at home. And, well, and you never know week one either. I mean, my oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think. It takes a few weeks for most teams really to establish their identity in this league. I think last year was kind of an anomaly that I think that week one last year basically reflected who are exactly who our team was. You know, they were able <laughs> yeah. to stick in with it. And we are who we thought we were. <laughs> exactly. You know, it was like a they fought hard, but they had little mistakes that maybe in like coin flips that essentially didn't go their way is basically what it was. Uh, penalties, just kind of sloppiness. And that kind of persisted throughout the whole season, for better or for worse. Mm-hmm, no, for sure. Uh, yeah, it's so true. We pretty much, like you said, from the very first game of the regular season, we knew our identity and we knew how it was going to go. Um, so I'm hoping, I'm hoping it's not like that this year. I want to stay a little bit mysterious going into the season, especially with this new front office and new coaching. Uh, it's going to be exciting to see the Vikings. I wonder how much are we going to carry over and how much is going to become a a new, kind of just a new team, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I think we're going to be seeing a lot of different packages and plays being thrown out there that we aren't used to with how conservative we've been in the past years. Well, and I like, I mean, if the Vikings are going to play anything like they played in the preseason, we're going to go 0-17. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess the thing about the preseason, like, I didn't really take too much into it. But first of all, we said goodbye to both of our, our second and third quarterbacks on that roster during the preseason. Kellen Mond, who was drafted only last year, uh, we waved. And did he end up on the Browns? Yeah, yeah I, th- I think I saw something like that. He joins that. a crowded, crowded QB room. Yes, but uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think there's really any chance that he, you know, comes away with a job there. I will remember you. <laughs> and actually, you know, that is perfect. You remember how last episode uh, 
I was talking about that game that we have. How well do you really remember last season? I think this is a perfect time to get into that game. I will remember you. Mm -hmm. Okay, so who who won that last game? Remind me. What last game? Um, Uh, Austin clearly doesn't remember our new segment. I or how well do you remember? No, I know that, but I mean, I still haven't been. What last game are we talking about? The last game of the season, or no? The last game, the last time we played the that. How well do you remember last season? I mean, we did that last episode. Yes, exactly. But who got the question correct? Who got it? Oh, I did. I did. I got it correct. Last one. Okay. Well, that means that I believe Carrie gets the first stab at it. Got it. Okay, so here is the question. Austin, you can number... sit this one out. Oh, <laughs> All right. So last season, how many quarterbacks were picked before Kellen Mond in the draft? Oh, my God. Um, wait, so how is this getting scored? Is it whoever gets closest without going over? Well, you get your shot at it. It's you get your shot at it, and then it's whoever gets closest if you okay. get it wrong. Um, I'm going to say six. You know what? That's that's already correct. There's no no point in Austin answering. There were six quarterbacks taken before Callan Mond. Obviously, there was the five in the first round, and then Kyle Trask, I believe. Oh, that was the one I was wondering. I had the first five, and I was like, who was? I was like, was he number six? But yeah, good guess. Good guess. Kerry. He was yes, the seventh quarterback taken, and uh, you know that is it's just interesting. This new regime, they really are kind of. They're cutting the fat here. God, that was a total shot in the dark on my part. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm pleasantly the... surprised. Good guess. Way to go. I like that. But... Cutting the fast and we get fat and we get rid of one of the skinniest guys on the team. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, but you, you know what I mean? Like the 2021 draft class for the Vikings, it was 11 players. There's only four left on the Vikings now. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least we're not the Raiders. Oh yeah, no, that was a, uh, that's terrible. The luck that they've had. They, well, they they have like, how what is it like between their first and third round picks in the last like three years? Oh, like none of them are still around or something like that. That's ridiculous. Cause like I mean, obviously you know some some terrible things with Henry Ruggs went down last year, uh, and Alex Leatherwood, their offensive lineman, who was what a first round pick last year, they tried to trade him to every team got 32 no's well they took him so early i remember when he was drafted and like the commentators were like oh uh they were like we didn't have this guy going for about another whole round yeah they didn't even have the footage ready on espn yeah they they started showing mac jones footage (laughs) yeah no just uh just kind of a baffling pick at the time anyway so i mean it it didn't work out, but I think the Raiders have had some good things going for them in this offseason, at least. I th- uh, hot take, my dark horse favorite to take the Super Bowl this year, Raiders. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was doing a, I was doing a fantasy mock draft uh, a few weeks ago, and somebody, somebody was putting in the chat, and they were saying, oh, Super Bowl predictions. And I just put in there, you know, not totally seriously, because, you know, I, I'm anonymous. Everybody else is anonymous. I'm not really putting anything into it. I said, Vikings Raiders. And a bunch of people were saying things, but Vikings Raiders, they said, no chance. <laughs> hey, it's happened before. And if it happens again, I wouldn't want to be there. <laughs> Did you guys see uh, um, on Good Morning Football this morning, uh, Michael Irvin? Did you, did, you, did you see this? No, I didn't see it, but I saw it trending. I didn't see what it was, though. Did you see it, Mikey? I think I did, yeah. Yeah, Mike, they did, like, a who's your MVP pick. It wasn't even, like, a who's an underdog MVP pick. It was, like, okay, lock in your MVP pick. And Michael Irvin picked Kirk Cousins. You know, you get, like, Josh Allen, um, Joe Burrow, and Michael Irvin picked Kirk Cousins. Oh, I love it. I love it. I like to see it. I mean, I'm happy that that others are, you know, feeling really optimistic about this new situation. And, and honestly, I am too. I mean, obviously we haven't played a game yet, but I I like the way, I like the way it's looking based on absolutely no play during the preseason. But 
none of our starters are injured, which is great. Yeah. I think we have one – we had one person on our injury report. It was uh, Jonathan Bullard, uh, who is right now slotted to be our starting defensive end. Um, about that, you know, there were some, some big surprise moves when it came to roster cuts. Um, we'll talk quickly about that. You got Amir Smith-Marset going – that, that was no surprise to me. I mean, anybody who watched the preseason knew he was not going to get the punt returner job, at least. But I am surprised that they cut him just entirely because, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and honestly, I don't like. I mean, I mean, I don't hate the move of them waving him to make some room for Jalen Rager, who I, it seems a little bit funny, but I'm, he was really underutilized in Philadelphia. He just he was kind of a depth guy from the start. He didn't well, really yeah, have that good of a they, chance. They totally bombed that pick yeah. and could have picked Jefferson, but decided to pick Jalen Rager. So where do you think he's going to fit in on the team? Because what I've seen so far, and um, kind of going back a little bit, what we were just talking about, how um, the Vikings are kind of right now getting a little bit of spotlight about going into this season. Our receiving room has been getting a lot of like attention. And now that we have him, is he sitting in that – receiver four spot for you guys or do you yeah. think he has potential at potentially taking over wide out three well i for sure saw that he was obviously going to be doing the punt returning that's kind of why we got him but yep. i saw somebody on twitter today say i would not be surprised if he took on sort of that and granted this is this is like four years ago completely different offensive scheme but sort of that i don't know if you guys remember aldrick robinson yes he was our wide receiver like three or four for a little bit and he would come in in random times during the game and just score, like, 50-yard touchdowns. He had, like, two or three – I don't know if this is exact, but like, two or three, like, 50-yard bombs out of nowhere, but never played any other time. So, like, I, I would expect maybe that sort of role for Jalen Rager. It's, like, surprise, all these – all of our other receivers are running, like, slant routes and, like, very quick, short things. And Jalen Rager is just going to sprint down the center of the field and cut through the safeties and just get a touchdown. Well, I think it's also – oh, sorry, you go for, You go ahead. Also, what I was going to say is we haven't had really um, a full season with Adam Thielen playing a lot of games. So I do think there's going to be a couple games this year where we might see a um, Jefferson, Rager, uh, and – what is it? I'm blanking his name right KJ now. Osborne. KJ, KJ Osborne. Yeah, KJ Osborne uh, playing as a sex. I think that's the receiving core of the future because we all do know – I love having Adam Thielen, but he's getting a little bit older. I think he his tenure here isn't going to be as long as – Well, yeah, he's expensive too. No, and I think that's just becoming the question is how many more see – and don't get me wrong, he is very productive. He's lethal in the red zone. Um, him and Kirk Cousins for the past seasons have shown how great they are in the red zone together. It's definitely Kirk's favorite target, but – I don't know. I'm just excited. And also, I mean, our offense is just so jam-packed. Adding a person like Jalen Rager, it's really – it's like, oh, man, where do you find a spot or a role to stand out with so many young players right now that want to um, kind of take that reins of the team? Oh, God, now I'm starting to think, what if Jefferson gets hurt? I mean, could happen. I mean, I, then our receiving core would be down to Adam Thielen, <laughs> KJ Osborne, and Jalen Rager instantly go from like division favorites possible Super Bowl contenders to <laughs> Yeah, okay. Well I guess here's the thing. I like I like the ad of Jalen Rager because at this point, you know, he's a depth guy. He's got three guys above him at this point on the depth chart. But yeah. it's also saying something that Keenan McCardell was like the only guy uh to make the transition from the Mike Zimmer regime to the Kevin O'Connell regime. So I think that's really telling. He's probably a really great wide receivers coach. Everybody has great things to say about him. So I think that it really gives Rager an excellent opportunity to develop if he can get the small details, which it seems that Smith-Marset really wasn't able to do. I think, you know, Smith-Marset had a lot of raw talent, but when it came down to the small details, it seemed like maybe maybe the coaches weren't sold on him because McCardell had been with him for the last two years. I think he would, he would definitely have some input if, yeah. uh, if they were thinking about letting him go. So. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Amir Smith, Marset and Armand Watts both went to the bears, correct? 
That is true. And that was that was actually what got us into this conversation, the Armand Watts thing. He was slated. Everybody kind of thought, well, he's definitely I mean, we haven't picked anybody else up, so he's going to be our our starting defensive end. Which probably would have went fine. Because what did he have six and a half sacks last year or something like that? Yeah, no, and, and I guess it seemed like he had been, you know, steadily developing throughout the years. So I don't it, that one was a surprise move. It saved them what, a million or so on the cap. So I think, you know, rumor has it that the Vikings are kind of going into new talks with Ndamukong Sue. Mm. You know, he's the kind of guy, you know, you could plug him in and he would probably just be able to play, which is good. God, we need if him we're week gonna one. we to do it, we got to do it, though. That's the we, thing. We need him week one. He needs to be able to stomp on Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of week one, we should probably start speaking of what we think is going to happen in week one. Woo. Yeah, Getting into some first. predictions. I, I think so. I mean, this is the first week's episode. I think it's what I – how do you think the Vikings are going to look going into the first game? How, or better question is initial drive. What do you think the Vikings are going to try to do? A screen pass on third and 22. Oh, I love it. Stay traditional. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I just hope that we don't end up in third and 22 just because, you know, uh, Ed Ingram actually ran away with the starting uh, right guard job. So, I mean, you hope that it can be better than last year. And we know that Kirk does worse when he has pressure up the middle. It's not as much of an issue coming from the ends, which we have two really good bookends on the offensive line. So if this offensive line can keep him upright hopefully we're not in those situations where we're in third and long and we're making stupid decisions but oh it's um, gonna be penalty related it's gonna be penalty related we're gonna get into third and 22 we're gonna either throw a screen pass or a halfback draw up the middle oh you know know. i'd like to think that maybe we're past that in the o'connell era it's hard to say i i want him to really lean into our receivers because we have good receivers so let's just you know let's not not run it on third and long Let's come out with a bang. I think the first play that we're going to see of this campaign is going to be either if we get get it from kickoff, we'll take a knee, whatever. It's going to be a play-action play, and they're just going to run it. I think what you got to do is just sell it as best as you can. And I honestly just go for the deep threat right away and establish yourself as a passing team. I think think the first drive you really got to show the arm and kind of the aerial attack that we have on this team. That's kind well, of what we, I think. The, and then I think the Packers, correct me if I'm wrong, Mikey, but I think the Packers secondary is a little battered this week. Yes. Yeah, they are. They had a few, they had a few guys, they had a, what, two safeties um, who were on. Think, yeah, I think it was a safe, it was a safety and a corner. I know for sure we're on the injury report. The linebacker. Oh. Yeah. Um, their offensive line. Well, no, their center's a little banged up there. David Bakhtiari also is banged up. He was a limited participant. Uh, he says he's good for week one. We'll just have to see what happens. But I am, I'm just, I'm so excited to see this new look defense. It can't really get much worse than it has been in the last couple of years. And I know it's not a good thing to say it can't get worse because it can always get worse. But something completely different. I don't know. It's a little scary, though, because this not to get too technical here, but this Vikings defense has been running like a base four three for ten years now, probably. <laughs> yeah. No, At yeah, least. it's not changed much. No, it is and not I'm changed. Hoping... You get four four defensive, like four linemen up front, three linebackers, two safeties, you know, and two corners. <clears throat> I mean, that's literally that's the yeah. that's been the prototypical Vikings defense, you know, slotting guys in and out, you know, but still it's we have not ever, ever been in the 3-4. And you get guys like Kendricks and Harrison Smith that have literally never played in a 3-4 in their professional career. I don't know. I'm a little nervy. Yeah, I think I think some of the, the pros about guys like Eric Kendricks and Harrison Smith is just their on-field IQ and their ability to roll with the punches. It's not necessarily, you know, their speed and athleticism anymore at this point in their careers. So those aren't the guys who I'm too worried about with it. Um, I know Zadarius Smith, you know, he was playing a lot in the three, four, uh, Daniel Hunter is somebody who has, I don't think he's ever played 
in a three, four. And I know he was saying that he's most comfortable, you know, when he's got a hand on the ground rushing mm-hmm. from the edge, as long as he's rushing at the quarterback, that's where he's most comfortable. Yeah. So I, I think they'll probably do everything they can to get him in those positions. Most of the time, you know, okay. Interesting. Interesting thing about this defense. We only have one nose tackle on the roster in Harrison Phillips. Uh, do you guys see that as a problem at all? No, I mean, he kind of ate in Buffalo. He was really good, but... Yeah, I mean, I think maybe on paper, it looks a little kind of worrisome. Like, oh, if we only have one person at that position, anything happens, we're kind of screwed. Um, but, no, I think that we... they. I'm sure they're smart enough to have a backup plan if something happens or if he needs to get a sub out. But that's also making me think that we might be running different kind of sets and kind of changing up what we've typically seen as the typical Vikings defense since, what, 2012? Yeah, at least, if not earlier. I mean, I just – I my worry with Harrison Phillips is that this is definitely, of all the additions in the draft, in free agency this past offseason, in the new O'Connell era, definitely most likely to not pan out, unfortunately. Or, like – be a I don't know I'm really nervy about about that (laughs) okay so a couple of questions getting into predictions on to this week uh do you think do you think we get to the quarterback this week and who do you think gets the first sack uh who do I think gets the first recorded sack or who do you think I get gets the first penalty for hitting Aaron Rodgers those are two (laughs) different questions let's go with the first the first recorded sack Loss of yardage oh, on the quarterback. That's a good question. Oh, um, hmm. I'm going to do a little bit of a wild one here. Let's hear it. I'm going to go with Cameron Dantzler. Wow. That is a little wild. I believe that I, I predicted the first Vikings interception last year, correct? I think that was something that I had predicted. I don't know. Go, we'll have to go back and do our homework and find out. Was it? Did you predict Breland? I think I predicted Breland, and I was correct. Yeah, yeah, that that does sound right. So I'm thinking, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say defensive. We're gonna run a defensive back blitz, and Cameron Dantzler is gonna get in there. Wow. All right. All right. Uh, I'm really feeling like I'm really feeling the Zadarius Smith revenge game. It might even happen on the first drive. I think he's uh, he's going to be hungry. I, I you know something gets in the backfield. Yeah, I'm going with. I kind of like what you're saying, Mikey. I'm going to mix kind of both of yours a little bit, and I think they're going to put a lot of protection against Zadarius Smith to block him off, and that's going to be when the hitman just instead of stepping back, he's just going to run right down the middle, and I think he's going to chase that Rogers to the side and trip him up. I'm going to give it to Smith. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, any any predictions on first interception of the season? And does it come in this game is a question because Aaron Rodgers has not thrown a lot of interceptions, especially in the last few years. Do we I'm going to go yes. I, I think I'm going to go yes, but it's not going to be Rodgers' fault. It's going to be a receiver misrunning a route, and Rodgers throwing to the wrong side. And also, I'm going to give that to Smith as well. That, okay. that, that is honestly a really, really good prediction. Like, all of that sounds like it could happen. Um, I'm going to say first interception. Who are we playing week two again? Week two, we got the Eagles. Yeah, that's going to be it. And it's going to be Eric Kendricks. Week two against the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of – I wouldn't be surprised if there's an interception thrown in week one. If you look at – I mean, last year – Aaron Rodgers and the Packers lost to the Saints in week one, what, 28 to three or something like that. It was, it was a bad, bad game for the Packers. Yeah. It looked terrible. I think that was, I don't know. That, it's something that could possibly happen. Rodgers shaking off a little rust. He doesn't have his clear number one target anymore. What? Uh, he has Randall Cobb. What are you talking about? <laughs> yes. And, uh, and big uh, Bobby Tunyon. So big Bobby. Yeah, you know, it's I'm thinking first interception, you know, last year he had the last interception. I think it's gonna be Pat Pete. 
Yeah, I do. I think it's going to be Patrick Peterson going to be off of a error from a receiver. He's going to hit him right in the hands, bounce up in the air, and he's going to get it. Right. And you can put that in the books. books. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, but one. What? Who, who wins the coin toss? Who wins the initial coin toss? Who's home? I, is it, is it, is it at Minnesota? It's at Minnesota, right? It's at Minnesota. I'm going to say Minnesota. I think the NFL in general is due for a, a coin toss mishap. <laughs> I think we haven't had one of those in a while where, like, they bumble or there's some controversy. <laughs> the coin lands on its side. Yeah. <laughs> or, no, like, yeah, where it's like, no, we called heads, we called heads. And then the referees just, like, don't listen. I, I think yeah. that'd be fun to have one of those. Um, but I'm going to go uh, Packers win the coin toss. I think Vikings are going to op- receive the opening kick. Yeah, I think so too. I think Packers win the toss. Vikings receive. Yeah, I don't know. Could go either way. Um, who catches the first touchdown? Why do you think it's going to be catch? Well, I guess. Okay, fine. Who scores? Who scores the first touchdown? Irv Smith. <laughs> you think he's going to run it in? No. <laughs> I think we're just going to get close to the line, and if he plays, he's going to. It's gonna be. It's not gonna be anything glitchy going. Or no, honestly, I take it back. I think like what I said. I think first play is gonna be a shotgun pass, and it's gonna be the Adam Thielen, and he's just gonna run it in. It's gonna be a beautiful play. Everyone's gonna love the start to the season. We'll mess up and make the game a little more Viking style later on. And this <laughs> but um, I think I think we're gonna have a really nice romantic kind of uh, first drive. That's just it's gonna set up a typical Viking season. I think we're going to just look really good on the first couple plays, and it's going to be like, yep, here we are, here we are, and it's going to fall back to the same old habits. Yeah. Give us lots um, of hope early on. Yep. I think we're going to get a um, Dalvin Cook screen pass for a touchdown. Ooh, okay. is Mike Zimmer coaching now? <laughs> you know, I see Dalvin every day. So <laughs> You see how well he works. So Yeah, I mean, yeah. Exactly. Uh, you know, obviously, there's a pretty good chance that our boy Justin Jefferson is going to get the first touchdown. I'll go with JJ. I think a lot of people are, say, are seeing him as an offensive uh, player of the year candidate. Obviously, it's really too early to give a great guess on that because it really just comes down to uh, how well can Kirk give him the ball. So we don't really know. But I think... JJ is probably going to be the first one to score, maybe first of the whole game. So, what about uh, hot takes? Are we hot taking? Hot takes, hot takes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. You know, you never hope for this to happen, but I think we get uh, at least one injury in this game. And a big injury added. Yeah. Too. Well, one big one. I, I, I'm thinking we're going to get like a five-week injury in this game. I don't know who it will be, but there's going to be a – There's going to be something important too. Yep. <clears throat> okay. Because I feel like we've had too good of luck. <laughs> yeah, in this offseason, we've, we've been very careful not to play our starters. We're not getting injured this year. And that's the thing. I think that's also a part of the problem. I mean, granted, these guys are practicing all the time. They're getting reps in practice, but I – I mean, what other team in the NFL doesn't play a literal single one of their starters in in the preseason? I just, I, I it's unfathomable. Like, well, I, I think Minnesota. We sat in a, starters? I don't know. I felt like we were very much in a position that we knew what our team was, and I uh, we're trying to establish a new on identity. offense. I think on offense, we know what players are going to be starting, and we know what players are going to be in what position. I, I don't think it would. Ah, it's such a young team. I just, I, I my dad and I, I were you, like talking about this, and we were both just like flabbergasted at the fact that Tom Brady, for Christ's sake, played in the week three of the preseason. But he's, but also Tom Brady. The thing about him, though, the difference between him is, I feel like, especially when you're playing at that game, you kind of need to get that stretch game in, get that like, okay, here's the well, new yeah, season, and that's, like, that's loosen up the joints. But- that's understandable, but you're telling me Tom Brady could play and Alexander Madison couldn't? 
Like, I just, I don't get it. Like, even the back, some of our backup or like role playing players, nope, they're not going to be in. Nope. Well, I'm fine with it because last year it was during the last preseason game. We lost Irv Smith for the whole season in a game that he didn't need to be playing. No, yeah, for sure. Also, what I like about it is it makes us a very mysterious team going into the season. Uh, it makes us unknown. We don't know what new moves or features that our team has now adapted in the offseason. Uh, and I kind of like it. Also, it prevents, I think, media from talking about our team, which I think when come two kind of week-to-week advantages can give you an advantage because then you're just not seen as a big threat. And right well, now I think that's the, the best thing. That- Except for the fact that the Vikings have lost, what is it? What was it like? Seven straight preseason games. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. preseason doesn't matter. The year the Patriots went undefeated, I think they lost. No, they won all their preseasons. I think. Well, I think I just saw what have the Ravens. I think it was the Ravens. They have like twenty six straight preseason wins. Like, cool, good job. Good for you. I don't know. Preseason I champs. It. I know. It's just and they like, didn't I, even go to the playoffs. Me out. Last it year, sketches so. me out. That's all. It just sketches me out. Right, and I guess we're at a point in the season where we're just antsy for anything. So yep. that's that really is understandable. <laughs> I need my no, Kirk I, itch. I got to get my Kirk itch. <laughs> and to be honest, like besides like the changing of the front office and coaching, I thought the Vikings actually had a very boring <laughs> season. Like compared to some other teams, I just felt like eh, we weren't really kind of doing anything big explosive in the offseason with changes besides front office and coaching. Right. It was exciting in the beginning. I think the middle, you're right, it was pretty boring. But toward the Everything end, just, the roster cuts, that was when yeah, it kind of got a little bit exciting. Yeah, right before the season. But yeah, even with like kind of the naming of the coach and stuff, I felt like that all kind of came out so fast after the season and whatnot, and we knew what we were going to get. And then it just slowed down. Yeah, yeah. They really didn't make a lot of big moves in the offseason. They got Zadarius Smith, and that was pretty much it. Yep. Um, it, it, which is kind of nerve nerve wracking because it's like how different is the team going to be then um, but at the same time it's I think going to test a lot of these players and kind of show it's going to really show whether or not the ships have cracks you know what I'm saying exactly exactly like, whether or not the what has cracks on the ship has cracks <laughs> yeah All right. Okay. I've got my hot take. I think for this week, the first half will be, will be mostly dominated by touchdowns. I think there's probably going to be five or six touchdowns in the first half total. Um, That's for both teams. Okay. okay. I think you maybe get, I I don't think there, I think there will be one touchdown in the second half and the rest of it will be defined by field goals or missed field goals. That that seems right, you know. That you know, uh, Mikey. For week one, I was expecting something a little bit more extravagant from you. Maybe like the forty-yard Kirk Cousins scramble touchdown. <laughs> I'm saving that one. That one's in my back pocket. <laughs> I love that prediction. I, I I think about that one and I laugh often. <laughs> and and he'll do the gritty at the end, of course. He'll try. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think uh, they've seemed to have shown confidence in Greg Joseph this season. He has no other competition. Uh, Obviously, I mean, the special team coach has been hyping him up, which you do. You know, you obviously want to give him as much confidence as you can, especially early on. But I I think they will end up relying on Greg Joseph quite a bit in week one. Um, And I think the Packers will end up picking the ball as well, relying on Mason Crosby, who was injured. I think he's still technically on their injury report, but he was a full participant in practice. He also doesn't have any kicking competition. Not that there really would be any competition. I think he's been with the team for, what, seven years? Yeah. Yeah. So I think the second half is going to be dominated by field goals. I think probably five or six field goals total. Austin? Uh, you know, my hot take is I'm just trying to look up the exact what it was from last year. But my hot take is uh, 
the Green Bay Packers are going to have a very similar first game that they had to last year. I don't know if you remember it, but the Packers got, like, blown out. And yeah, by Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston threw, like, four touchdowns. Exactly. And I think that's going to be the game we have this year. Um, yeah, I just think the Packers are going to – I hate to say it because I don't want to sound like a, a typical Vikings fan that's going to be like, oh, we're winning. We're beating the Packers no matter what. Homer. But honestly, <laughs> with uh, – it's a 50-50. With the last, I think that's how it's been, what, the last three seasons now? It's been 1-1 in our faces against the Packers. Mm-hmm. But Which is, so. It's interesting that it has been that because I think the Packers average, like, over the last two years, they've averaged, like, 33 <laughs> points a game against the Vikings, but they've, they've split with us over the last two years. Yeah, it always comes down to some last-minute shenanigans. It always does. Mm-hmm. Also, Kirk plays well against uh, – the Vikings and t- honestly, and I, I know why the Vikings do bad against the Packers and it's Devonte Adams. When Devonte Adams was on the Packers, he just could tear apart our secondary, like nobody else. I've never seen a wide receiver abuse the Vikings as bad as Devonte. <laughs> he literally, uh, it's like, have you guys ever been to a family get together and you have like younger like nieces or nephews or cousins and you play like sports with them and you can just ball out on them? It's literally <laughs> what Devontae Adams looks like against our cornerbacks. Yeah. I, I'm the youngest in my family, so I don't really relate to that. But I would often work – or when I worked at a like a child drop-off summer thing, whatever, and the kids would want to play football outside, I would absolutely dunk on them. I would like – you know, all the like cool kids would be on the opposite team, and I'd take all the underdogs. Oh yeah, I'd, 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 I'd draw up a flea flicker in the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's just oh my god, those little I, jerks never knew what hit them. Yeah, and then I'd I'd like blow past the guy covering me in the during the flea flicker, and I would go for, like I'm like twenty yards ahead of him. And I feel Honestly, like you can just juke them out with those little kids. You can get so close and then just Yeah, because their legs are so small. Their legs are so small. It's like there's no competition. Yeah. And honestly, I think the Vikings, if they can just control Aaron Jones, I think the inexperience, well, like the lack of receiving depth on the Packers is just going to be too much for them to overcome, I think, early in the season. Oh, God. Now that you brought up Aaron Jones, I'm thinking about A.J. Dillon. They're, yeah, they're I know. Running back. Oh my god, it's a scary if running room. Pack, if I were the Packers, I would just run um, AJ Dillon up the middle. <laughs> yeah, like you've got all these. You've got you know uh, Zadarius Smith and Daniel Hunter on the edge. What do you have in the middle? Eric Kendricks. <laughs> so, and I think yeah, that's that's going to be the biggest test on our defense this week. Is just them going to go up against? I think you just don't get a break against the Packers on the run game because they just have two very experienced running backs that can just beat the crap out of your defensive line. So, yeah. yeah. Maybe Aaron Rodgers throws for less than 200 yards. What I bet his top, honestly, hot take for the Packers. Uh, the Packers' top receiver, I think, in the first week's game is going to be Aaron Jones. I think they're going to ru- I think they're going to have more total rushing yards than passing yards. No, I, I 100% agree with you, but I think his biggest target share is just going to be to the – it's going to be quick passes to the running backs. Yeah. God, you know, my, so, my hot take on that. I think why don't we work for the Vikings? We're geniuses. I know, right? Yeah, exactly. We say that now and we just watch everything we say is wrong and they just beat us. No, they, they end up ends up being Sammy Watkins gets 150 yards and two touchdowns. And no, they just, yeah, okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, do you guys have a final score prediction for this game? I do. Let's hear it. I not trying to be that uh, that Homer, but uh, I'm gonna give the I'm gonna give the win to the Vikings. I think we're gonna finish with 28 points, and the Packers are only gonna get like 17. Ooh, <sighs> Mike Hugo. All right. Um, I think I'm gonna go with uh, what history tells us about these matchups. I think it's gonna be a high scoring matchup. I think. Probably both of them, both teams in the high 20s or 30s. I'm going to go, I'm going to say 30, 35, 33. Vikings or Packers? Vikings win it. 
Vikings win. <laughs> um, I've been thinking in my head this whole time because, you know, it's a 3.30 game. Vikings don't typically do a whole lot of those. Um, I If this were a primetime game, like a Sunday night or a Monday night or a Thursday night, I would immediately chalk it up as an L. <laughs> It just that'd be so Vikings prime time game opening the season at home against your division rival huge L that just screams red flags too much pressure too much that's just too much too but much. too much tuna I, I don't know how you can accurately predict the score I'm gonna go uh, 24-20 Vikings I like to hear it all Vikings W's from your we boys. gotta we gotta yeah honestly no, I mean, and we're gonna get a Kirk Cousins you like that. Oh, really? I and think, yeah, that's he's another gonna hot grab, take. He's going to grab O'Connell by the shirt collar like he did with Zimmer. Oh, I think – I have a feeling, like, if we beat the Packers, like, by more than 10 points, I just have a feeling he's going to come off a little too excited about it. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to drop an F-bomb yeah. on uh, live television. <laughs> I owe you that. I still own you. You like that? <laughs> I love that. I hope he. I hope he runs in a touchdown and then he goes up and he goes. I own you. I guess that has to be at Lambeau. But yeah, it has to. Be. Honestly, but if he did, I would. Oh, mad respect. I hope he does it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, at least Aaron Rodgers kind of earned that when he did that to the Bears. I feel like if Kirk went and did that in say, <laughs> he'd probably get killed. It would literally – it gives off the same energy of – have you ever seen the clip of Nick Young when he was on the Lakers shooting, like, the three-pointer and, then like, turning around to celebrate, and then the ball just completely misses the basket? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I – I think we got to save a you like that for a Kirk Cousins five touchdown game in this new offense. I think it's going to happen this year. At some point, he's going to throw a five touchdown game. I don't either that. Him. No, either that or he'll get his 40 yard rushing a touchdown. And that's with, when he'll unleash with so. the gritty. And then he'll do a Lambo leap. <laughs> he'll gritty into a Lambo leap. And while sitting in Packers fans' arms, he's going to turn to them and say, You like that? Shotgun a beer. And then sing "Oh, what a beautiful morning!" and retire at halftime. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. I would not be disappointed with the season if that's what happened. <laughs> that could be. If that just happens, I'd be satisfied. If that's even the only game we win on the season, just to oh, be back. what a beautiful morning! <laughs> could you oh, imagine what a beautiful day? He does that in the very first game after we win, and then we lose their every game after. <laughs> Six season-ending injuries to, like, all of our Pro Bowl caliber players. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Uh, too good. I, I cannot wait for this Sunday. Honestly, I mean, Thursday, too. Uh, right, we what just you, get more where, football. Where, where are you guys watching it? What's your what's – your, are you cooking anything up, or, like, how are you celebrating? Um, I think I'll be watching at Violet's. Friend of the show. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Cooking up anything good? I don't know. I guess we haven't really talked about it. It's it's maybe a little bit past lunchtime, a little before dinner. So we'll just see what happens. Yeah, it's had a weird time of the day. Maybe we'll awesome. What about you? I'm not too sure. I just moved into a new place, and they do have a nice little grill set up out front. I could go make something. Um, I'm excited. I don't know. You're going to have to come up down to – actually, not come up because you're up. We're down. Uh, you need to come on down, carry to the new place because we have a nice little lounge area. We could watch the game and, and... – Oh, yeah. Might have my, to take advantage of that. My dad and I are actually – we're – my dad and I have been wanting to go to a game for a while now, just the two of us. I think we're going to go to Vikings-Cowboys uh, the Sunday before Thanksgiving against the Patriots. Nice, nice. He was nice. like, don't you want to go to, like, the Lions or, like, the Bears or, like, some team we know we're going to beat? And I was like – Ah, I want to see some star power. I don't really even care if we lose. I just, you know, I feel like that'd be a great matchup, Vikes and Cowboys. No, that's for sure. I mean, we got to go. We need to pick out a game we're going to this year, Mike. But And you should come to with us I this should. year. Too. I will. Yeah, I'll come with you guys this year. Uh, awesome. Awesome. But, well, now it's on I the actually record. have money. I have we're, money now. Good. Yeah. yeah, now we, we actually are all out of school and – 
working nice jobs and making yeah. a little extra. For sure. Making that money off of season one. Am I right, guys? Oh, yeah, exactly. Get get them residuals. Keep residuals. it coming in. If you listen this far, go back and listen to all the other episodes one more time. Yes. Well, thanks, uh, thanks for listening this far. If you've listened this far, join us uh, next time after the game. I'm sure we'll do a post-game show and then probably yeah. – uh, a pregame show for the Eagles as well. So we will be coming back at you on a regular schedule this season. Happy to be back, boys. Amen. Yeah. We will catch you next time. On the flippy flip. Welcome to the after show. I've got myself a, a wild cherry Pepsi from a can. <laughs> I thought you were going to like, you made it like a big cocktail. <laughs> is, this something, cocktail. Is, is this something you keep and then like a few years later, like The Office will just really release like super fan episodes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm going to say like we're going to get canceled. Like, this, yeah, is the, this is the part where we get canceled. Yep. Yeah, well, this, this is, is the part where people assume that the show is over, and then they they just go on and listen to their next podcast, or they listen to a song or something, that, because the wow, 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 that thing is already, it will have already played by now, yeah. you know? So, only the true fans stick around for the after show. Yeah. You know what I've noticed, guys? Hmm. The Vikings kind of really got a shitty home schedule this year. Like, we didn't get, like, honestly, like, besides our divisional, like, these are the teams, if you want to go to a Vikings game this year, that you can see. And I'm not impressed. So, not including the Lions, Bears, or Packers, you can get uh, the Cardinals, which honestly might be the best home game you can get at season. Besides the Cowboys, you get the Patriots, we get the Jets, Colts, Giants, and that's it. And honestly, I'm not running to any of those games. Exactly. I, my di- that's what my dad and I were talking about. He's like, don't you want to go to any of those games? I was like, no, I want to go to the Cowboys. Like, it's sad when I'm honestly saying the game I probably want to see the most is the Jets. And that's just because I have a feeling we're going to dominate that game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, okay. I think the Jets are a, they're, they're a, fun, a fun young team. And I bet that's, the uh, tickets are cheap. Yeah, no, they, they will be. Oh, and that's on my dad's birthday. Shout out to my dad. Happy birthday, Dave. Yeah, it'll be cool. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. We, we've been uh, been talking about going to like a Bears game, maybe. I don't know. I, it's always fun to go to a divisional rival game. And again, yeah. like you said, a lot of these aren't going to be super exciting. So maybe well, honestly, no, no, no. We should go. Honestly, if we do go to any divisional game, I hate to say it, we should go to Lions in September because then you know you were at a part that was featured in Hard Knocks. Well, I think <laughs> I think they're uh, the Hard Knocks. I think they're only preseason stars. Of the oh, show. I think it's you know what? Then we can go to the Cardinals game because the Cardinals are the Hard Knocked in season. My then you could you could get like an IMDb credit. <laughs> Boom, baby. Yeah, I actually. I do have an IMDb page. I did not make it. I was a uh, what? Yeah, no, I was a part of a student. No program. way. Might have it might have been taken off of IMDb. Love it. Yeah, but I, I at one point 
had a credit on IMDb. No joke. For what? Um, it was called The Month That Follows. I believe the entire film has been entirely taken off the internet. Don't really know what happened to it. Okay. It's always there. There's always a trail. No, it, it, somewhere it's there. I don't know. I don't know how to get access to it. This so. is wild. This would be. This should be like the clickbait uh, title for the video. Mikey has an IMDb credit, <laughs> and then people listen to the whole episode not knowing what is the whole IMDb thing going to come up, and then they listen to the show, and then they hear the blam 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 blam, and then they leave, and then they don't ever get to hear it, and they say what a ripoff, and then they never listen to this show again. Can you know, we actually? Can you, Mikey? Can you message whoever taped it? And for one of the week's episodes, in, <clears throat> instead of doing this, we just air the movie right after. <laughs> Audio it's only. A, Audio only. Hey, people used to listen for entertainment that way for many years. That is true. That is true. I All guess right, we are right. an audio-only podcast, so that, that makes sense. One day, we'll move it out. One day. We keep saying that. Yeah, we need a donation. We need, like, a healthy donation first yeah uh i know i realized i we could we could start like a like a patreon or something i don't know i just feel sleazy asking people for money and the only people that are going to donate are going to be like our parents <laughs> and then we can refer to them as our patreons yes yes our, our lovely patreons and we can add that as like a tag to the end of the thing oh, oh be sure to donate to our patreon guys gosh see that's honestly that's why i it would be so cool to be a new like a New England Patriots fan because it just works. Oh, Patriots podcast, you're our Patreons. Like it just oh. works. Man, that's the plug. It. That's it. We're 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 done with the Vikings. Screw them. Done. It's Patriots over. Now. And you can't even say it's bandwagoning because they got a new QB now. <laughs> yeah. We, no, we, we weren't there to bandwagon. Jones all the way, baby. I'm gonna peace out. Alrighty. Well, we will catch you next time. Thanks Later. for listening. Bye.